Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tabbert. And yes, it is true. I am a former atheist, overweight, corporate girl turned Jesus-loving, fiercely fit entrepreneur. And I've been an entrepreneur for about 13 years now as a result of God's work in and through me. Truly, it all began because about 20 years ago, God began a work in me that was exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything I would have ever expected or imagined. And in just a second, we're going to jump into the knowing that you are running a marathon and not a sprint and how that applies to your health and well-being and how that applies to whether it's weight loss for you or learning how to turn to God instead of turning to food, whether it's uh, getting back to that body that you desire, whatever that is, I want to talk about and remind you, invite you maybe to consider a perspective that your race when it comes to your health and fitness is a marathon, not a sprint. And it is prompted by a question that came up from a woman who feels like she goes all out and then fizzles out, which is not uncommon. So I want to address that in just a second. But it seems appropriate to tie in my own personal story, not from a place of trying to impress you. <laughs> For those of you that know me well, that's that's not even on my radar. But as Les Brown says, to impress upon you that so much can and will happen when you decide to allow your health and your fitness and your well-being be a priority in your life. I understand that you've been conditioned to believe that self-care is selfish. I understand that you've been conditioned to believe that being overweight is normal. I understand that our churches don't talk about this enough because it's a really hard topic in the midst of a church setting because it creates a very physical result, right? So it's like calling out the woman in the middle of a crowd. That's my assimilation of what it would be like to really talk about how detrimental it is to not be at our best physically. If you talk about that in a church environment, it's literally calling out people within that physical setting because it's a visible result. Not for all. You can be look thin and be super unhealthy, but for many, it's a very physical um, represent. It, it is represented physically, and so then it becomes difficult to talk about in a way that is compassionate and caring and loving and affirming and not feeling like they're being called out. Make sense? And the reason I want to tie it to my story is because my story in and of itself has been a marathon and not a sprint. Um, my story, for those of you that maybe are newer to my podcast, you can go back to the first couple of episodes. I share a little bit about it, but I'll share a little bit about it here. This all started for me uh, because I had a bottom of the shower moment where in that season, I was going through a very ugly divorce. Uh, and not that any divorce is pretty and I won't go, I don't really want to go into any of the details about that or why it was, um, incredibly difficult or the circumstances surrounding it in this episode We're 23 years later and it's just, you know, um, not, not the point of this episode. So, but I will tell you that as a result of those circumstances, I had, Start. I had started just prior to that to kind of get my footing in a career type momentum speed. Uh, and then as a result of all this, I needed to take a step back so I could get a job that was closer to home, which meant a significant pay cut, which meant that 
Um, I was really struggling financially. I was sad and depressed. The, the circumstance and the details of the, the event that was happening in that relationship with my ex-husband and my son's dad and the circumstances that were happening within that, what ultimately ended up being a divorce were um, my self-esteem was lost, my confidence was lost, I was sad, I was depressed. Uh, Dante and I at this season of the bottom of the shower moment were living on my own and uh, living on our own and I was in the realization that I am 100% responsible for him. Not only that was the feeling I had, not only from the standpoint of um, financially but also just I needed to be well enough and well able to care for him and I wanted to be able to raise him in an environment that was encouraging, that was strong, that was positive, that was joyful, that was everything God wanted for him. At this season, I was maybe a year into my walk with God and I just knew that he was to be the center of our lives. And I wanted to be able to be that person for Dante to be um, that strength and that rock. So although uh, my son did not see the challenges or didn't see my sadness as most moms do we do everything we can to provide for our kids to be happy to be joyful to be playing to being all of those things give them the right energy give them the right support and yet for me it would I would do that do everything I needed to do during the day and then at night it would be when everything would catch up with me and I would let my guard down and it was just a sadness and a depression. And a, when I was pregnant with my son, I did not always struggle with weight at all. But when I was pregnant with my son, I started turning to food instead of like, that was my emotional comfort. I didn't even actually recognize God as God when I was pregnant. But then even after my, I had him, I gained 65 pounds, by the way, I'm only about five, one and a half. And I gained 65 pounds while I was pregnant with him. And uh, it didn't go away right away because I had the habits of turning to food for every source of emotion that I didn't want to feel or I wanted to avoid. Even once I started to begin to know God, I still turned to food as that initial comfort most of the time. That um, over time became an eating disorder. And so about um, at this bottom of the shower moment, I was not just emotional eating, but I was also binging and purging at times. I was battling depression. I had started to take some medication for a short period of time. Ultimately, I think that ended up being about a six-month stint, and I'm not against medication whatsoever. I know now, they're in the position I stand, that there are uh, situations where our hormones do get so out of balance that it requires some sort of support or medication to be able to rebalance them, to be able to then, as it's doing what it needs to do to rebalance them, you get to also learn better coping devices. And so in a combination of that, I knew I didn't want to be on the medication. I didn't like how I felt on it. I just, but it was helping me get by. And yet I was still sad, still really struggling with depression. And so at this bottom of the shower moment, and I was crying out to God, literally at the bottom of my shower, crying as my son had already gone to, as I had already put him to bed. And I felt like I just can't do it. I can't get up. I can't do it. And God said, you can, and you will. And I got this visual of my son. And so my son was my original why. But the marathon versus the sprint, we're going to talk about diet specifically in just a second, but can I tell you that I did not even imagine all that would take place in that moment. In that moment, all I knew was that I was going to get up 
and do better because I wanted to be better for my son. That's all I knew in that moment. And then it evolved into, yes, I want to feel better physically. Yes, I want to be confident in my clothes. Yes, I want to no longer hide from social events. I don't want to be avoiding the pool or the beach just because of my own insecurities, right? I want to be able to do those things with my son. I want to be able to go to social gatherings um, and and feel comfortable and feel confident. And uh, so I started with the workouts. I've shared this before, but I started with, you know, home videos at, at home and uh, that gave me enough courage to go into a physical gym. And, and then I started learning about nutrition. And again, I started learning, I did all the fad diets. I did all the, you know, lose 10 pounds, gain 20 back I, in all of the things. And then I started to learn real nutrition and what I teach to, I still teach much of it today. Um, and how that impacts our, our body. And so everything evolved from there. And as a result of that initial like 18 months of really kind of focus on the nutrition, on moving my body, on growing deeper in my relationship with God, yes, I ended up with a body I never expected. I also ended up with a whole new level of awesome mom. I always thought I was a good mom, but it turned out that there was even more in me to be had because you cannot give what you don't have. So you can't give your best if you aren't at your best. And that was the very first example was realizing that there was even more to me. Like I wasn't, there was even more to me as a mom. Not only that, but I went back, I got, as my confidence grew, as my um, energy grew, that then also bled into my, my jobs and my career. And so I went from that job that I was super grateful for, and it was still within my industry, but it just wasn't, there wasn't the opportunity for growth. There wasn't, it was still a financial strain. It just wasn't what the, it wasn't providing the quality of life that I wanted to for my son. And I walked into another more corporate setting with more opportunity to grow. And then within that, I grew from, you know, into within that role and had so many opportunities, like even that in and of itself is a God thing. Um, plus I, I work hard and I do my best to add value to any circumstance or situation. And because of that, it was rewarded. And because of that, I ended up with a salary that was north of six figures. And I never even really thought about it at the time, but you could look back and say that, yes, it was a mostly male dominated environment, um, baking retirement services industry. Uh, and then when God prompted me to equip and empower other women, of course I questioned it. And of course I was like, seriously, you want me to do what? Because I, at that point in time, I was a single mom in corporate America, I'm, which I, I did have a lot of flexibility. So I was still able to be present for all of my son's things because of where the position that I held. And um, when he uh, allowed me, when he kept kind of impressing upon me, there was a window of opportunity for me to to follow it. It was still a huge leap of faith because the only first step I saw in that moment from there was uh, a personal trainer. Like that's all I knew was be a personal trainer. Well, personal trainers made minimum wage at the time and the hours are weird and I'm living in Orange County. We have, you know, everything we could possibly want and imagine um, for the quality of life for me and my son. And so I'm supposed to go from this security and this six figures to a part-time role. Um, and that's all I could see. And 
I decided my first step was I'm going to follow his prompting. I, the career that I was in, they had a uh, short, kind of along this same time. It happened over several months, but around this same time, they were closing down the uh, division that I was running. And because of my position and because of all those things, I was given a six-month package. So I had six months of income, basically, but didn't know what I was going to do for them fr- from there. So I originally thought that I would just do personal training part-time while I kind of took some time back and really kind of decided what my next steps would be. And um, from there, at that point, I had already done a couple figure competitions just because I wanted to prove to myself that I could, because I wanted to prove to myself that I could go from being the mom that hides behind the camera and doesn't have a whole lot of pictures from when my son was little, because I didn't want to be in the pictures, to being able to put in the effort and be on stage. And I know that's dramatic. (laughs) I'm not saying this is for everyone. But it truly was not to prove anything to anyone else other than myself, to prove that I could do it. And um, I did, and I did well by training, just through training myself and and the nutrition that I had developed and and taught myself. Um, I did really well in the figure competition. And not that I wanted to train other figure competitors, but I felt like that gave me the confidence that I really do know how to help someone transform their physical body. And... So when I started with the personal training, it just, that's, it it still was just, I'm going to do this part-time, kind of figure it out. And then another door opened up and there was, I, even in that God's hand was the, um, the, the next step was I would not have opened like my own business in that same environment because the people that I initially worked with as a personal trainer was my son's aunt and uncle. And to this day, they played a pivotal, pivotal role in me, my, me coming to know God in the first place and then believing in me when I said, I really feel like God is calling me to do this and encouraging me and also hiring me. They had their own studio. So I would not have started my own business in that environment. Now, mind you, that six-month buffer that I talked about a minute ago, that went uh, that goes very fast. Um, and, but another door of opportunity opened up and I ended up starting a boot camp at a park that was far away from where their studio was. That boot camp at a park turned into um, a brick and mortar fitness business. And I'm not saying any of this. I know we're going to get to marathon versus sprint, but I want to show you that I only saw it one step in front of me. And the same is true when it comes to your health and well-being and understanding that it truly is a marathon. You don't have to spend years getting the results that you want physically, but it is a lifestyle journey. The emotional eating part of it, God began to do a work in me and he gave me tools and resources so that I eventually broke free of the eating disorder so that I eventually broke free of emotional eating so that I eventually broke free of turning to food instead of God. But can I tell you that it was a challenge for me long after I was physically fit, long after I was even running my own business and helping uh, other women create amazing transformations. My episodes became further fewer between, but it was still a 
challenge. It was still a temptation. It was still something that I would give into every few months. And I was very honest about it at the time. And I would, um, you know, you could go back through my content a few years ago. Um, I've been completely free and uh, for, I'm not great at timing, but I want to say five or six years. But if you look at anything that I did prior to that, I would have shared with you that I felt like maybe this is just my cross to bear, the temptation to go to emotion, the temptation to, I'm sorry, uh, go to food instead of go to God, uh, because maybe it's meant to keep me humble. And then I realized that that was just the lie that the enemy was telling me, right? That was the, or I was telling myself to justify and, or, um, minimize the impact that it was playing. And then I had a top of the stairs moment where I realized I had something was happening personally. Business was going well. I have a very strong relationship with God. I feel like um, I feel like I was uh, immersed in in God. The the person that used to criticize Christians got to the point and used to say like it's just a crutch for the people that aren't strong enough. Sorry, but that is what I used to believe or think. Um, now I'm glad that like yes, I need the crutch. I need Jesus. I need all the things and. Um, I think it's because of the the experiences that I've had and realizing that I get to lean into him has really kind of put me into the deep end in the relationship with him very early on. And so it's it wasn't lack of relationship. And the reason I share that with you is because I think sometimes we think that, oh, no, I'm good with God. I've got like I've got all I could get. Like my connection is is as amazing as it can be. And yet we get to look for the things that are in our lives for you. Maybe it's not food. Maybe it's something else that are because that are a block that are that are some sort of hindrance in your race. Right. And for me at that top of the stairs moment, something um, was happening in my personal life once again, and it just had me on my knees again. And I was at, well, not, this time I was sitting at the top of my stairs and crying out, Lord, please help me not give in to this temptation again. Please help me not do this again. And in that moment, I so clearly heard God say to me, this battle is exactly what is standing between you and what I have for you, the greatest extent of your potential in your calling that I've placed on your life. Now, again, I'm not saying this to impress you, but to impress upon you, because I think it's so important to understand this. I was at that point in time, I had already built a multiple six figure fitness business that had helped hundreds of people. It's weird for me to say thousands, but it probably was thousands. Ten years is a long time. At that point, it wasn't I was only about halfway through that. But uh, and it's by God's work in and through me and had developed this phenomenal team and built relationships and had like impact and influence on those people's lives, right? And by God's just, I always believe I'm just a vessel in God's work, right? But being able to speak into their lives, being able to help them strengthen their relationships, right? Our, my brick and mortar fitness business was not necessarily quote unquote Christian. It was, we took, you know, everybody in, right? Uh, love everybody where they're at, what have you. But it just by coincidence, most of my team was believers and we got to uh, be the example, right? People knew my belief and they also knew that I loved them no matter what their belief was, like so many opportunities. And yet, and I had, at that point I had, um, 
done more fitness competitions and done really well. I have spoken at major uh, industry events on mindset and, and all the things like created the the first app within Fit Body Bootcamp, which was one of the the franchise was the original franchise that I started with um, early on anyway. And just so many things that I had the opportunity to do and experience and be in other people's lives. And yet God in that moment at the top of the stairs was telling me, and there's more. Can you hear me with this? And there is more. And there's nothing special or unique about me that he doesn't also have planned for you. And it's understanding that when we get to identify what those blocks are or what it is that is like, what is hindering you from truly experiencing thy kingdom uh, come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're not supposed to wait until we get to heaven to experience his goodness. And I know we experience his goodness on a daily basis, but what I'm inviting you to consider is that if you have some sort of hindrance, there is no condemnation, but there is the opportunity to work on, and it may not be easy. It might be something really difficult, really challenging to overcome. And yet when you do, and I promise you can, then there's this opportunity to experience even more, even greater. And then can I tell you, it's on my heart to continue this story um, from, and well, I promise this all ties into it's a marathon and not a sprint because I hope you're seeing that it's with each iteration. So at that top of the stairs moment and that realization it really was almost, it was a suddenly moment that followed a series of moments and events. God had already showed me so many different steps in terms of movement, nutrition, mindset. I was already uh, very like emotionally resilient. I already had a very strong godly grit. I can't tell you all the stories that I've got to experience in my life. And even in that short time frame, not short, but you know, 10-year time frame, five-year time frame, whatever it was up until that point, and and yet still like rise above them. And, and just, I had already been able to do so much. And yet God says there's even more. And so in that moment, it was the, uh, it followed a series of lessons. It followed a series of evolution. It followed a uh, you know, several years of growth and leaning in. But in that moment, it was almost like it was the switch. And I can't tell you that I was free of temptation from that moment, but I can tell you that I've never given in to the temptation since that moment. And I can tell you that as a result of that over time, again, consistently practicing going to God versus going to food in the situations where I would have previously gone to food it only strengthened my personal relationship with God. And because of that, I was able to connect with him even on a more deeper level than I had in the past. Because of that, I was able to get clear, even more clarity on the next steps. And because of that, I was able to experience more, I want to say kind of encounters, just that recognition of that small, still voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it, Right. And then fast forward to an experience about two years ago where I was on a run and I wasn't really in it, <laughs> right? Um, I, 
I was uh, just kind of walking, running, and then all of a sudden I realized that I am in the middle of a swarm of butterflies. And as I'm running, this would be, so top of the stairs, you know, maybe six years ago, then about two years ago, right before in the middle of COVID and right before we actually got shut down. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. I think it was two weeks after we got shut down in California. Everything was shut down in March of 2022 um, for physical gym locations. However, we didn't really know what was going on. We didn't know how long it would be. We had obviously no, none of us knew what was actually happening at that point in time or how long it would last. So this was about a couple weeks after we had shut down. I was on this run. I saw all the butterflies. And as I continued the run, I just felt this really strong sense of needing to stop and be still. So I followed that prompting. I sat in the park, (laughs) not worried about whatever anybody else. It was just one of those um, neighborhood parks, not worried about what people might be thinking because here I am literally just sitting there cross leg just and I'm not, you know, uh, what have you. I'm not a yoga person or anything like that, but just sitting there cross legged and thinking like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to see? And I see the butterflies again. And I had this message that was so clear to me and it was the message of the butterfly. And it was the message of that everything that I had experienced to date was actually only the cocoon and, or the caterpillar. And what if this season is exactly what needs to be happening in order for you to become the butterfly, that there's even more ahead of you, that there's so much more ahead of you than what you've already experienced given all of the things. And to be clear, in that moment, I knew it was for me, but I still didn't see exactly what it meant. In fact, I thought it was for, and I still think it was for, everyone within my community at that time. So you can go onto YouTube, you can see I recorded from the park what I was what I was feeling was on my heart and I shared it with my community at the time in that not about me but about in the general sense of what if this season it, it like God is in control still. God is not surprised by this. And what if this is exactly what needs to happen? What if this is the cocoon season so that we can be birthed into the butterfly, burst into what is even exceedingly abundantly be above and beyond whatever we could ask or think. And from there, I still didn't, I still believed that I was going to continue with the brick and mortar fitness business until again, he was ready to tell me and make it very clear that I was to be an advocate and a coach for Christian women specifically so that my coaching and my transformation programs can be unapologetically grounded and rooted in his word. And he has made it very clear that I am to have a bold voice in our Christian circles to help kind of illuminate, expose the enemy for this deception that somehow self-care is selfish, this deception that overweight is normal and or that we should be settled for it and or that it isn't that big of a deal that it should just be minimized and help women recognize that that sense of dis-ease that you walk with every single day when you're uncomfortable in your own body when you're hiding from showing up to your fullest potential then that is hindering your race it is hindering your calling it is hindering your day-to-day experience and joy that is meant for you. And it is hindering 
the impact and your income that you are meant to have here on earth, right? And the reason it's so important to understand this is because I know that I'm being called to speak this in such a way that women understand that I know you're already successful and yet there's even more, right? Sometimes we hear this and we think, oh no, I'm good. Like that must not be for me because I like am having this impact and I'm having this experience, but I'm here to tell you that if you are struggling in your body or if you are turning When I say struggling in your body, it might be some sort of autoimmune. It might be some sort of just physical disease. Like there's nothing vain about wanting to have a good body. If you feel discouraged about your body, if you feel uncomfortable about your body, if you are looking in the mirror and you are hiding from social events or from Zoom or from live trainings, whatever it is you're called to business, or you do them because that's just who you are, you get things done, but you know that you're not at your best your absolute best because there's that distraction, right? Then I'm telling you that there is even more on the other side and that the enemy is using this dis-ease, discomfort as a distraction to slow you down in your race, to slow you down in your impact. And I know that I get to be the coach and the advocate that helps you get to the other side of that sooner than later right? Faster. I get to, it's kind of a catchphrase now, but it truly is accurate in this circumstance that I get to help women collapse time to their result because of everything that I have experienced. So the reason I wanted to kind of, well, and truthfully, that all just flowed. So somebody is meant to hear it in this specific episode. And the reason I believe it ties to a marathon versus a sprint is understanding that hopefully you can see the example of my life that it has been a marathon. It has been a variation of different iterations. It, there are seasons in which something is a sprint, right? There are seasons where you get to run really hard for a short period of time. But those are to be leveraged with, from a perception of understanding that it is a marathon. The end goal, the journey itself is a marathon, right? You think about running five miles. Let's just pretend for a second. I'm not much of a runner. I, well, we're all runners if you're running, but it's not my favorite thing to do. But if I were to go on a five-mile run, let's say I wanted to create a steady steady pace and then I decide to sprint to the light pole, right? That sprint can be used to get my heart rate up. That sprint can be used to help me build more endurance. That sprint can be used to just like an accomplishment. I did that, right? It can be leveraged, but it's not meant to run a sprint pace for an entire five miles. And that comes back to your everyday. One of the questions that someone had asked me is, I tend to go really hard and I go all in on whether it be nutrition or workouts. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because it's not uncommon. I've heard this many times over the years. I go all in on the nutrition or the workouts, but then I get burnt out. And it is for this exact reason. We get to have a marathon perspective. Sprints are not bad. So for example, If you decide to do something like um, the 75 hard, it's this program, Andy Frazella, who I I think is awesome in a lot of ways. He definitely has a lot of curse words, so don't go look him up if you're offended by that. But uh, he created this program, 75 hard, that has become pretty popular. And part of what you do during that 75 days is two 45-minute workouts. One needs to be outside. 
And so people using that, it's, it's meant to be a sprint, right? It's not going to work for all the people all the time. And the challenge is, is that when we, it's not the program itself, it may not be appropriate for all people, but it's inherent, it's not inherently the program that is bad or wrong. And it's not you that fails. It's the fact that when someone tries to do something like that, and then they don't hold the lens of it's a marathon and not a sprint, they feel as if they failed. They feel as if they did something wrong. They feel as if that's not sustainable. I'm horrible. I can't do this right or whatever it is you're telling yourself. And so you revert all the way back to all the bad habits. Instead of looking at how can I create small shifts in a lifestyle, right? Another example would be I have a program called a seven-day belly bloat detox plan. And it's all natural foods. It's not, but I'm very clear in that it is meant to be used as a sprint, not a marathon. It's meant to be used to help you break a plateau. It's meant to be used to help you uh, reduce inflammation, right? The average weight, quote unquote, loss is three to nine pounds in a week. But I'm really clear about most of that is going to be water weight. It's the inflammation. It's because you're shifting your focus of the, the foods that you're eating and a couple other things that are in the program that allow you to experience that. And when you have the right experience, the right focus, that gives you, that can break a plateau. It can help you feel better physically. It can give you a jolt of motivation because it gives you hope because you see the scale move. Your clothes are fitting different. You have better energy. And so all of that can be powerfully, um, can be used in a powerful way as long as you maintain the perspective that this is only a sprint. If you tried to maintain that beyond the seven days, one, it's not good for your metabolism, but two, it, you would pitter out was the word that came to mind. What is that word? Anyway, you would like eventually like, it's just not lifestyle friendly or you take keto for an example. A lot of times people fall off of keto when it's the holidays or it's birthdays or it's and, or they get super busy, right? And the reality is life is busy. Life is full of celebrations and holidays and birthdays and whatever it is that you love to celebrate and food is always there. So if you don't learn how to create ways to get the body you want, and also integrate what might be a favorite every once in a while or on the holidays or even, you know, I pretty, if you follow my stories, you see I eat ice cream and or sushi just about every week because those are my favorite things, right? And yet I can do that now because I have developed the tools to be able to have a body that I feel great in even at 49 and still be able to enjoy what are treats for me. Make sense? And I get to help my clients do the same. So the sprint in and of itself is not inherently bad, but it's the perception that you give once you're finished with a, pers- with a sprint. Make sense? It's understanding like what is going to help me? What can I do for a lifetime? What shifts can I make for a lifetime? And I'm still going to encourage you to be mindful of, it's still not just nutrition alone. Nutrition did not help me overcome my emotional eating. Nutrition 
plays a valuable role. It is important to understand that because when you eat junk food, you feel like junk. That is just a reality. And if you don't recognize that right now, but most of your food is packaged processed foods, but you, you have created that as your sense of normal state of being. So you don't even recognize the difference. You'll just have to trust me on this. Over the last 13 years, I can't even tell you how many women have come to me after just a couple of weeks of making some small tweaks to their nutrition. They'll come to me and say, I never even realized how heavy I felt just by the foods I was eating, how much I was functioning in brain fog until I knew the difference by changing some tweaks in my nutrition. Make sense? So I hope you find this encouraging and understanding that your health and your well-being, and of course it applies to every aspect of life. Our faith walk is a walk, is our the race, right, that God tells us to run is a marathon. It is not a sprint, but you can use sprints to leverage it just as long as you understand you're not meant to stay in that mode of operation for the entirety of the marathon. You get to learn what is going to help me, what sprint is going to help me leverage so that I break a plateau, so that I get remotivated, so that I get refocused or whatever it is for you. But understand that you want to create a run rate, if you will, a pace that is sustainable for a marathon, not a sprint. Fair enough? So I hope that you found this episode helpful. I truly believe that it was meant to be recorded exactly as it was. It wasn't what (laughs) the result of this episode and what you've heard today is not what I initially planned but I believe in being spirit led. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you've heard exactly what you needed to hear today, that you find that it's been helpful to you, that something stands out for you that helps you take that next step. And if you do feel called to connect and get engaged, there's a couple of ways to do that. You can join me on our Facebook community. I'll drop a link in the show notes. It's Healthy Living and Weight Loss for Christian Women Entrepreneurs. You can connect with me on any of the social media outlets, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. You can uh, TikTok. I just um, started uh, adding value and content on TikTok as well. You can also connect with me at RebeccaTabert.com and you can see additional resources You can look into what it might look like for us to work together. So I hope those resources are helpful. If this episode has been helpful, I just ask that you please leave a review and share it with a friend so that we can work together to kind of spread this message that I truly believe is meant to be heard. Um, I want to say by by millions, but God's will be done. All right, ladies. Love you. Bye for now.